Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the kooky creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back on Blog Talk Radio. And if all goes well, You just listened to Sauce and Bone. Sauce and Bone is the song that the little jingle uh, that starts every episode of Hippie Witch. It's a little excerpt from a song I wrote back in the day called Sauce and Bone. And this episode here today is just a test, test, testing episode because I'm trying to record in GarageBand and then upload to Blog Talk Radio because Blog Talk Radio has been messing with me. It has been messing with me so bad. And so I'm trying to find ways to work around that and possibly find ways to even make the show better. I have a brand new microphone. I don't have an interface yet to hook it up to my computer, but that could be happening in the first episodes of 2017, and GarageBand could be happening too. I might be pre-recording the shows because Blog Talk, it's messing with me. I'll just make a long story short. And then um, I couldn't find my little jingle this morning to put on the front of the show, so I was like, screw it. I'll just play the whole song. People can hear um, where it came from. That is from my band, Obedient Waves. (laughs) Very wacky band. We have a lot of weird songs like sauce and bone that are kind of like upbeat and then a lot of punk rock songs and um I don't know I just kind of got a kick out of I was looking I I was frustrated I was looking for the opening to the podcast to tack on to the front of this episode and I couldn't find it so then I got a kick out of just um listening to sauce and bone which I never do (laughs) and I was like I'm just gonna play it at the start of the show um so today is kind of just a test episode, but also I want to tell you happy 
Merry, blessed Yule. It is Yule. It is winter solstice, the longest night of the year. And it's the point on the wheel of the year. For those of you listening in the Northern Hemisphere, um, happy summer solstice to those of you in the South. But winter solstice is about the longest night of the year. And then we, we light candles during this time. Some people do it on different days. I like to do it right. Well, I'm not going to do it right at Yule this year, right at winter solstice, I should say. Yule is more like a festival. The winter solstice is an, uh, it's an astrological fact. <laughs> and astrotheology is stems from the fact that we're just at this point in the solar system where it's the longest night of the year. So astrotheologically, many of us light candles at that point because we know that the light is returning. We can't see it yet. It's dark. It's the longest, darkest, coldest, if you live in a cold climate, night of the year, pretty much. And so we light candles as an act of hope, as an act of faith and trust that the wheel is going to keep turning and the days are now going to start growing brighter. And we won't start feeling that obviously until spring starts rolling in, but it's that faith and that trust that it's happening. Starting from the winter solstice, the nights start growing shorter and the days start growing longer until we get to summer solstice and then the process reverses. A lot of most of, all of, I don't know, all of, I could dare to say, pagan mythology and lore can find its roots in this, in the stars, in the planets, and our planet specifically, the seasons. And I would argue maybe to just some of the more Abrahamic religions too, and they don't even realize that their roots are tracing that far back. So this is a very special, interesting night uh, Mercury retrograde, that period that so many people in the New Age community dread. It started yesterday, December 19th. It was a huge day in America. That's when our Electoral College voted. And I think this is the year that many people, myself included, realized um, we need a change in that system because, uh, you know, almost 3 million of us. Uh-oh. I don't know what happened. I was just listening along live celebrating that I was able to upload without a glitch <laughs> a pre-recorded episode. And then now there's just this big section in the middle that was cut out. So I'm talking to Philip that time. I'm going to have to re-upload the episode. But just to bring you up to speed, I was just talking about Mercury retrograde happening on the 19th how that coincided with this split that's happening in America with the Electoral College. And then I went to talk about how we're in the middle of Saturnalia, a celebration about, um, you know, I talked about Saturn in September and how Saturn represents structures. Well, we're in the middle, the midst of an ancient holiday that started on Saturday called Saturnalia, which is one week of, out of the year where you get to chuck all your Saturnian routines and structures in the name of just getting drunk off your butt and celebrating and going wild and crazy. So we're in this time of 
just a lot of power right now with the retrograde, Yule, winter solstice, Christmas on the horizon, Hanukkah, um, New Year coming up, and Saturnalia. So let me patch this back together, delete that old episode, upload this one, and I'm sorry for the interruption, guys. Let's try this again. I'm excited about the new sound, though. It sounds so much better, don't you think? I'm excited. Okay, here we go. Picking up where we left off. Ooh, I see it coming up on my tracking device here on uh, GarageBand. I'm just going to let it go until... Stop. Basically, Saturn is Father Time, Kronos. It's about discipline. It's about structure, the laws of the universe that keep you disciplined and innocent, having a sense of structure. Saturnalia is one week of the year that you get to party, (laughs) get drunk and lose yourself and go crazy and like screw structure. Um, It's an ancient holiday that a lot of people think that uh, Christians, they didn't really appropriate it, but they just sort of like snuck Christmas into that time because people were already celebrating at that time. So that's one theory among a bajillion theories about how Christian holidays come from pagan holidays and yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to get into all that right now, but Saturnalia is happening. And so this is like the week of party down. And um, so there's a lot of things to celebrate right now. And so uh, I just think it's an interesting time to focus on transitioning. And there are so many different messages coming at us right now. Myself, I've been throwing different messages out about like, it's such a good time to release, like release that which no longer serves. It's a great time for faith and gratitude and hope. And, um, you know, now talking about the retrograde, it's time to review all these things, all these things. So I thought I'd just quickly today on this little test episode, do another like one, two, three show, like three steps to help you transition from 2016, 2017. If you're listening to this in the future sometime, just to transition from any point to another point, to have a process for transitioning. Transitions are, it's great to follow the wheel of the year as a study in processes, but then you can take those processes and apply them to other parts of your life. You know, you, you go off the wheel. (laughs) Speaking of Saturnalia, you just kind of like learn these processes in a structured way, but then they become a part of who you are and a way of dealing with life. So let's say you're going through a major loss, a divorce, a loss of a job, um, a loss of your youth. All of a sudden you feel that for some reason, like a weird birthday comes upon you and you have that sense those are transition times or when you're, you're moving maybe to a new city or even a new home or a new school, whatever it is, when you find yourself in a transition, these three steps can help you then as well. Um, so the first step is release, release. And that's what the retrograde is for, is great for too. Another reword. So you just want to focus on I mean, if you have a super neat and tidy home and you're like, I'm always decluttering, you can do kind of just a ritual releasing. There's always something you can find to release, be it emotional, be it going through your inbox and trying to get to inbox zero, cleaning up the contacts on your phone, 
releasing maybe uh, some relationships or a relationship that no longer serves, an attachment you have to a certain way of being in the world, a certain perspective that you hold that you find isn't really serving you. You want to look at the releasing things that aren't serving you. If you like to put this with decluttering action, you know, just clean out a drawer and tell yourself like, this is symbolizing, you know, I'm releasing what no longer serves. Like what in the hell is in this junk drawer? I haven't even looked in this in six months. I just keep tossing things in. So you just, I mean, you can do a massive deep house clean too. Like let's say after Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas in your family, um, that's a time where a lot comes in, a lot of extra food, presents, new things, wrapping paper everywhere. It's a great time in between Christmas and the new year then to start cleaning up. You don't have to take your Christmas tree down if you like to leave it up, um, but start looking at what came in and what you can release to make space for the new in your life. You know, like, did you get a new set of pots and pans? Go through and throw out the ones that are cruddy and broken and old. (laughs) Um, So you can honor that fresh new energy. For example, get a trash bag and just empty all the trash cans in your house, fill it up with wrapping paper, vacuum, dust. It can be symbolic. It can be literal. It can be a combination of the two. So that's step one. Release that which no longer serves. The retrograde, it's perfect. It's perfect. I specifically recommend because this retrograde is happening in Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn, to look at the structures in your life and the routines in your life that aren't serving you. Like pick a habit, a routine that you do all the time that is not helping you out. (laughs) It's not working for you. Um, That now is a good time to release one of those. If you're into astrology, like you're going to be supported in releasing that or reviewing the structures of your life and maybe giving them a little revamp. Speaking of rewords, I love the rewords. <laughs> it's just a great way to work with Mercury retrograde when everybody starts posting all the scary memes and talking about, oh no. Uh, if you think of it in terms of rewords, it's not a oh no, it's a hell yes, yes, it's time, like clean up some shit. Okay, so that's step one is release. Step two, clarity. And this is, this is when a lot of us, we pick, let's say, a power word for the year ahead, which I've already spoken about, um, or we work with our core desired feelings, with it, which I've also spoken about. If you did the winter solstice module, if you bought it and hadn't looked at it yet, like focus on that now. Focus on picking the feeling words that you want to work with in the year ahead, or just one awesome power word or archetype. Like I was working with the queen. The queen for me in 2016 acted as like a North star or a kind of touchstone. And I stayed very, very engaged with that energy all year long. And it gave me a kind of clarity and focus and a sense of mission massive growth emerged from that. And so I really recommend taking that process seriously. There are so many different ways to do that. Uh, A lot of people last year picked a tarot card and that was done with like numerology. I think you picked like, I think the day and month of your birthday plus whatever year it was 2016 and you add all the numbers up to pick a major arcana card, for example. 
So whatever it is, don't overwhelm yourself. You don't have to have core desired feelings and a tarot card of the year and your power word of the year and blah, 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 blah. Just pick what resonates. If it works for you, it's going to work for you. And that is good enough, you know? (laughs) And then there's a little process. I think sometimes the new age community at the, at the new year, we get a little carried away with these like power words and archetypes and things like that. So it's also good to actually step back when you're looking for clarity and do something a little more practical. My last newsletter was called something about practical magic, practical magic for the new year or something like that. And, um, I put like five journal prompts in that newsletter that I'm going to share with you here today. If you're not on my newsletter, it's, it's exclusive content for people on my newsletter list, but I'm going to share this with you today because I think it's really helpful and, um, it can really help you get some clarity on the actions you need to take. Like for me, magic, magic with a K, K being kick ass as in getting shit done It has to involve action. Magic can help you along. Magic can guide you. Magic can support you. Magic can open doors. Sometimes magic can do all the work for you. That does happen on occasion, but more often than not, you have to meet the universe halfway, and that's where action comes into play. So these steps are very, these journal prompts, I should say, they're very much about getting clarity around the actions you need to take in 2017. So here they are. Bust out a piece of paper if you need it, or you can rewind this and listen to it later. Uh, Number one, what outcome are you committed to creating in 2017? What outcome, what result are you committed to creating in 2017? Committed is the key word there. You have to commit. Uh, Two, What specific steps are you committed? There's that word again. What specific steps are you committed to taking in the first 90 days of 2017 in order to achieve that outcome? So once you've decided the outcome you're going to create in 2017, break it down just into like a smaller chunk. The first 90 days, the first quarter of the year, what specific steps are you going to take? Are you committed to taking to achieve that outcome? Three, do a little bit of inventory here. What resources, money, time, energy do you have to invest in following through on that commitment? Um, It's really important to take stock of those things so that it becomes doable realistic for you. You might find that you have some resources, money, time, and energy that you didn't realize you had to invest. And just in taking a moment to take inventory of that uh, empowers you that way. So what resources, money, time, energy do you have to invest in following through on that commitment? Four, when you think about taking those specific steps, what, if any, fears, doubts, or excuses rise to the surface. (laughs) This happened to me when I picked, I feel this word picked me. I spoke about this on Patreon. If you don't know, I'm doing three extra uh, podcasts for people who follow me on Patreon. If you want the three extra podcasts every month, it's only $5. Uh, 
Um, and you get two videos as well. Um, but this happened to me, uh, not when I, I wasn't thinking about the specific steps I was going to take, but, um, a word that called out to me as one of my power words for 2017, it brought up a lot of fear, a lot of doubt, a lot of excuses. It all like the second the word occurred to me, the word was leadership. I immediately thought of a million different reasons why I am not worthy of that word, basically. And um, it was just a lot of shadow junk. Like the, <laughs> uh, I think this is from getting very involved politically and looking at people I admired who really stepped up as leaders. I was very frustrated with people who did not and very admiring of people who did step up in kind of a leadership role, even after the election took place, like all through November, I really saw certain people stepping up as leaders and how much people needed that. And I was thinking about that. And the word leadership was just like, grabbed me by the lapels and shook me around. <laughs> and I was like, no, I'm not a leader. Don't say that. And it was just interesting how yeah, just all this shadow material came up with it. So I knew like, ooh, that's something I need to be working with in 2017. But in this instance, in number four, that could come up for you. It could come up for you when you pick a, a word or an archetype to work with, but it could also come up for you when you think about taking those specific steps of, you know, number two, the specific steps that you're committed to taking. And in the first 90 days of 2017, like what kinds of fears, doubts, or excuses rise to the surface when you think about actually taking action on creating the outcome you desire? Five, what do you need to release now in order to make space for your desired income? And then that brings us back around to step one today, doesn't it? Release. <laughs> So we're going in circles here, but what do you need to release now in order to make space for your desired income? I think these things might emerge organically as you start exploring uh, two, like the steps that you need to take or three, the resources that you have or four, um, any fears and doubts that are coming up for you. Those, that's going to be like the big neon arrow, like pointing to what needs to be released now. Okay, so that's that. <laughs> Clarity, release. And then number three is systemize. Uh, I always forget this, how this little saying goes, but something about what you measure grows. And I, it's usually used in terms of money or if you're trying to grow your email list, if you have your own business. But what you want to do here is just track your progress. Syst get a system in place for following through on all of this work that you just did here on paper. You need, you know, I was talking about the queen being a touchstone for me in 2016, being a kind of North Star. I had a lot of support systems around me. I had a lot of visual things that just kept me in the headspace of the queen, but I also had my beloved date book. I have a very specific way of working with my date book that is unique to me. It's just something I've developed over time. And uh, you might be a fan of working with Daniel Laporte's desire map 
planner. Is it just the desire map planner? I don't know what it's called. (laughs) I worked with it in 2015 and I liked it, but not enough to, to stick with it because I just really like my own personal system that I've been using. I always get like a, I need a day, a full page for each day of the year. So I use like Moleskine. I've got what I've got like a really pretty like peacock turquoise one this year. And then I just customize it myself with like stickers and illustrations and collage and stuff like that. But the system part of it is um, I don't, it's kind of like a built-in reward system. So I keep like a a sticky note, post-it note of my to-do list, but I only get to write things in ink. Pretty, I use pink, purple, and turquoise ink. It's very girly of me. I know I love it. I get some weird satisfaction out of writing in this weird colored ink, (laughs) but I only get to write things in permanent ink in my book after I've completed them. So instead of writing down a to-do list that doesn't get done, I actually write things down after they get done. And so that's how my system works. And then I incorporate tarot every single morning. I have like a tarot card. I I do a daily draw and that's kind of like a guide for the day. I write the way I want to feel across the top of the page. But the real heart of my system is that post-it note, you know, sticky note, and then the permanent ink. Writing it down after it's done is a built-in reward. And I like to fill up the whole page. Like I do not like to end a day that that with a lot of blank space on the page. (laughs) And sometimes I give myself stickers. And so um, it's kind of like my built-in reward system. A lot of people are into bullet journaling. That is way too intense for me, I think. (laughs) But but it's beautiful. I love looking at bullet journaling online. So that's a system. If it works for you, I think that's great for really type A people. Um, or people that like to spend a lot of time on their planners every single day. So bullet journaling might be a system you might want to look into putting in place. You might have an online system that you use. You need a system to support yourself, though. So you're checking in with yourself every single day and touching base with your goals every single day. My friend Nicole, someone else too, I feel like Jennifer Seitzer, a couple of friends of mine in the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year group, they got this journal this year called Rituals for Living. It's a planner. It's cool. I was very tempted to, to go there, but I just remembered my experience with the Desire Map planner. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with my favorite system because that's what works for me. But I will say, if you haven't bought your planner yet, this Rituals for Living planner, oh my gosh. It looks very bohemian and hippie and uh, new agey, the look of it. But then it's very practical too. It's about dialing in on your on your goals, and then um, and then I know a lot of you like to use Leonie Dawson's workbooks and stuff. But regardless, whatever system you have, stick with it all year long. Let it support you throughout the year. And I really love that. You know, I called this show the Great Transition from one year to another. I really love that. Yule happens right now, like going into the December 21st, from the 20th to the 21st is when the winter solstice happens. 
And Yule is, like I said, more of a festival, more of the celebration of that. But I love that that happens. And then we have Christmas and then we have this, you know, week and more of time between that and Happy New Year when modern people, the clock strikes midnight, you turn the calendar page, everybody cheers. Yay! We have all this great built up energy. Like, why not tap into that collective energy? I know a lot of people like to celebrate Samhain as the witch's new year. I am not one of those people. I like to use Yule and then these couple weeks here as this awesome, great transition period because I just love the energy of it. And it's so great to tap into that collective energy and it just lends itself so naturally to transitions like that. So um, I'm, I can't wait to go over to GarageBand to see if I can get this going. <laughs> Today's show, hopefully I can get it up by noon and I hope this all worked. And um, my main word for 2017 chose me in May, actually. May is when I picked the word excellence. I knew in May, and it was again one of those, this word is picking me. I think And I was like, but it's May, like, that's so weird. I don't know. So I just kind of kept it in mind. And then as 2017 got closer, I I thought, yeah, that's going to be it. Because I'm not ready to let go of the word queen. I am just getting started with this queen energy. So I love kind of the play on words of like her excellency. Now I'm like learning about what kind of queen I want to be. And I think this year was a lot about being the queen of my own life and learning how to be the master of my own domain, and to have a sense of sovereignty over my own reality, my own life. And that leadership kind of snuck in there earlier (laughs) this month and was like, hey, dude, you're working with me, whether you like it or not. Very scary for me. But I think that too has to do with like, well, what kind of queen do I want to be? Can I lead outside of my own domain? And what, how will that look? And something, uh, something that was not shadowy for me that came up around this word that I'm very, very excited about is I had this idea, I think because this came, again, from thinking about politicians and, and how much I learned from watching the political system um, this year is I'm working for you. <laughs> You're my boss. And that gave me such a sense of purpose, like, oh my gosh, I am working for my people, my listeners, the people in my programs, the people I coach, like, I'm working for you all. Like, it's my purpose, it's my job to support you in creating the kick-ass life of your dreams, to inspire you, to keep you fired up. And and I don't know, something about that another, I love those little paradigm shifts. It gave me such a sense of purpose and it made me want to really lead in, lean into the word leadership and be like, yes, I need to develop the skills of leadership. I need to develop the characteristics of leadership. I want to be worthy of that word. I want to be worthy of that position. And I'm going to learn in 2017 how to serve my community And more than ever come from this place of like, I'm here, I'm working for you all. That's what I'm here for. And I love that. So I hope, I hope some word like grabs you like that in 2017 or some archetype or some vision that you have for your life. So you can be pulled along instead of trying to push 
you know, maybe like your ego's agenda or just that little temporary excitement that people get at the beginning of the year where they make a long list of resolutions. Try to look for things that just naturally inspire you and pull you along instead of trying to like force yourself on the situation, if that makes sense. This is the last episode for 2016. And um, hopefully I'll be back here in 2017 talking to you on a new microphone. I'm, I'm excited to, to make that happen as well. So happy, happy, happy holidays to you all. Much, much love to you until we meet again. Happy New Year. Peace. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.